Welcome to the No Boring Stories podcast. I, of course, am Alex Street. And today, oh, today, I just I just have this feeling. This is like magic is the only word that I have to describe what I anticipate this conversation being. And I don't think that that's going to like, you know, elevate people's expectations too much because I have a very special guest here with me today. It is my good friend, Jackie Service. And whenever we talk, it just just feel better the rest of the day and so i'm sure that you the listener will feel the same when you get some of the wisdom the insight the depth of this human on the other side of this call right now jackie how are you doing today oh my gosh what a welcome to a show and it does always feel like magic when we when we have conversations and you were on my show a few weeks ago and i said now we just get to have these conversations and put a mic in front of us and invite right. everybody into them, into our ocean talks. And uh, I'm so excited to be here. And how am I? Gosh, what a question these days, right? I'm, I'm, I've been describing it this last month as I'm deeply at ease and in peace in my own existence and unraveling at the same time. Oh, geez. Come on. What? <laughs> so we'll start there. <laughs> Who wants to dive in deep? Okay. So is, okay, let's start with the at peace and ease, mm-hmm. because that sounds like something that we would yearn for. That sounds like mm-hmm. something that we want to feel. And the unraveling sounds like something that we would be moving af- away from, right? That's a from and to right there from unraveling to peaceful. And yet you're saying like, I'm feeling both at the same time. Um, Is the peacefulness, is that something that you are actively intentionally creating in your life Mm. or is it just there both I feel like it's something that I had gosh this version of me still exists so I I don't mean it in the context of past version because this version is still within me the story you're living through is the story you've lived through so bring it on (laughs) yeah I feel like I was striving for peace for a long time or striving to find this ease and when I was striving there was always an undertone of struggle that went with striving for me in my lens and what was interesting is you know, I'm pretty woo woo and spiritual. And so I would, I would set a lot of intentions and manifest and sit in meditation and like, I'm laughing because I have a crystal right here, like literally hold crystals and like call in energy that I wanted to have come into my life. And this has been consistent over a decade that I have done these type of things, journaling, just really checking in with myself, continuing to unravel this, this human that is named Jackie service. And what's been so beautiful in the last, I'm going to say six to eight months of my life is things that I have been asking for example, Mm -hmm. community, Mm. like deep connection. Depth is like a core value of mine, which I had this and in that, well, it was probably still intentional. I had this belief system that like, I couldn't find that where I lived in like a smaller community away from the city. And where were these people? And they're not here. And this story and this paradigm that I had created in my head. Yeah. Six months ago, I would say I got out of my own way. And these beautiful humans showed up in my life. Okay. So this is so, <laughs> there's just one level to that, that I know, mm-hmm. right? People are gonna be like, oh, me too already in so much of what you've said. And 
I love how you said the word striving, because when I asked the question, uh, you know, is peace something you've been intentionally bringing into or creating in your life? I intentionally did not say the word striving came to mind, but I didn't say that because it sounds antithetical to Mm -hmm. peacefulness or to moving towards it. And that's exactly, you said when there was striving, there was struggle Mm -hmm. because what is striving to you? What does that look, what has striving looked like in your life? You can open up your story as much as you want to hear moments of your story when you have experienced striving towards something and recognizing along the way, oh, this is actually a struggle. Yeah. What shows up for you when you think of that? You know, again, we're looking back now through your life. My entire life. (laughs) <laughs> like it's like every chapter of my life in different ways and it's and just, okay there we go just that's evolved. it this, this is the story <laughs> but gosh one one in particular and this is the story that that you and I have unpacked together over the years yeah. has been this this striving to be something in the eyes of society in the eyes of this culture in the eyes of peers in the eyes of friends mm-hmm. in the eyes of family And that goes back to as far back to athletics as a child. Mm -hmm. And then that led into a professional career where I continued to strive to be the person, quote unquote. So to be the fastest female to become an executive at a corporate, you know, Fortune 50 organization. And in that energy was continuous striving because it was never enough. There was a this there's a not enoughness to all of it. So there was never back to the, the, I just need the visual of the athleticism Mm -hmm. or the athletics. What was your, what was your sport of choice? I was a swimmer. Okay. So what does striving bring me into that? Bring me into the pool to, Mm -hmm. to you. Is it, is it trying to get, you know, a 10th of a second faster every time? What did that look like in that context? I just feel like that'll give me a, a really practical visual of that same sort of thing that you're talking about in the executive boardroom. Do you know, do you know what I mean? So what did that look like as a swimmer to strive for more? Yeah. In the context of swimming in the sport of swimming, everything is time bound. And for the most part, outside of a real eye, it's all individualized. So it's you, it's you and the water. Mm-hmm. And everything, every level within swimming is baked into a specific time you have to hit to become an Ontario, like to get into provincials, to get into junior nationals, to hit nationals. You have to hit a time. And so literally a tenth of a second gets you to the Olympic trials or not. Like it's that small of a detail when we think about when we think about swimming. What I'll tell you and I'll unpack this beyond uh-huh. the time, which yes, was definitely something in my where I was striving for, when I get real with it, what I was actually striving for was the approvals of others. Mm. What I was actually striving for was the feeling I felt when I got out of the pool and there was attention placed upon me. There was the pat on the back, the good job, the, hey, what a great race today. And the stories I then created around that paradigm was I'm either good or bad. That was a good race or a bad race. And that became this pillar, high performance, gold star standard I placed within myself where even today in the unraveling, 
I'm still working through, Alex. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. There's the unraveling. <laughs> what would make you feel really good right now if somebody said blank about you or to your face? What would, I, again, I don't want to like, let's bring out the demons. Let's bring out the skeletons. But I, I in, a, in all seriousness, like, of course, we want that approval. We want that validation. And, and I would just love to know at this point, what would be the kind of recognition that you would just genuinely like go to bed thrilled about or alternatively is the craving simply not there anymore is it like just not about that external praise anymore gosh (laughs) if i said you are a a phenomenal (laughs) you are a phenomenal leader the Mm. way that you lead your team at serve recruitment agency is it's heart-centered you listen to people you see them you pour value on people like like i've never seen a leader do mm. and i mean that i say that and i mean it this isn't hypothetical I feel that. that's why i'm like uh, i'm like i'm receiving yeah, yeah so what does that do what what shows up for you when you hear a, a an authentic comment like that now is that like yeah that's of course or is that like ooh that actually fills my bucket like what Mm. I'm kind of comparing back to, wow, you got the fastest time in the pool today. Well done. You got the fastest. You were the fastest female to get that executive position. Well done. Here's your award. Do those compare to an authentic comment? Yeah. Today. So it's interesting. Here's what shows up for me and, and something there's two thoughts and I'd love to unpack some of this with you. So one of the things that initially shows up for me is when I get praise, and I don't know if it's now, I don't know if I've always had it. So I, I may need to noodle on this one with you for yeah. a minute. But when I get praise now, or when somebody makes a comment like that to me, I'm working on like genuinely dropping into my body, opening my heart and like actually receiving that. Instead of what? I was so quick to just like move on to the next thing. What's next? So the striving energy, a uh-huh. more head down, grind, hustle kind of thing. I never appreciated it truly when I was getting these accolades because I was already thinking about the next race I had and could uh-huh. I could I do even better on that one? Yeah. And so I'm working in in my own way to receive fully the gift that somebody else is trying to present to me versus closing off or shutting down or just getting to the next thing, mm-hmm. which was a, a trend. I'll tell you, Alex, I'm more wired to expect difficult feedback, tough feedback. Mm. We could even use the word negative feedback. Mm -hmm. I'm almost more wired that way because I've already told myself all those stories and more that it's like what you say to me that maybe is feedback that would be considered negative or harsh in the external world. I'm like, yeah, obviously told myself that this morning already. So what else you got? So I've created this blockade of feedback. And an example of this really came to light a few weeks ago. I was in Boise, Idaho in this moment of unraveling as I've been in. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And we went pretty deep on giving each other direct feedback without actually knowing each other. So how I perceive you to show up in the world is this. And we just listed words of each other to each other 
in this group of 40 just incredible leaders. That just gave people listening to this like sweaty palms immediately, you know? It gave me sweaty palms. I was in the room. I was feeling (laughs) nauseous and all sorts of things. And what we had to do before this exercise is we had to write down what we expected to hear. These are the things I expect to hear about myself from other people of how they perceive me and how I show up in the world. Jeez. And then we hadn't even really, I mean, you've been, we've been in the room for, let's say six hours. It was mostly facilitated. So we have bathroom breaks to say like, hello to somebody. You don't actually know these people at all. And you're like, how you show up in the world is, I'll use some words that I heard, authentic, real, honest, deep, hurt, broken, et cetera, et cetera. There was a, there was a lot. Where and there. Okay, yeah, go ahead. My brain very quickly went to the negative. And when I wrote the list about myself, they were mostly on the context of criticism, if you will, or cynicism, if you will. Like what? And so when I heard tough feedback, I'm trying to think of like, I'm trying to think of a couple of words as as like specific examples. They'll Uh come to me. But when I heard those, some of those words played back to me, I was like, okay, okay, cool. Yeah, I get that. And then as the, some of the, what we would constitute in, in this culture mm-hmm. is like more praised feedback came to me. One, they made a stand open physically. So like we were actually open to receive it as I'm receiving this. We just, I just get to this point where I'm so emotive and so emotional and, and starting to unravel uh-huh. because for the first time in my life, I'm truly authentically hearing it, not just with my ears, but with my entirety of my body and my soul. And all of a sudden I just start breaking down. So I know that's a lot to unpack, but like, this is, is why I'm saying I'm unraveling at the same time as very uh-huh. peaceful and at ease. It's uh-huh. both. That's hot. that, man, that kind of an exercise. That's the sort of thing that I'm like, Ooh, to lead that room. Like that's, I get like excited about like, that's the, Take the that exercise is where run the good stuff. Yeah, yeah absolutely. But stuff. there's the idea of perception versus well, it's just perception. It's theirs mm-hmm. and your perception. And all those labels, all those words, you said something about how, yeah, you've already, you already play the tapes of those yeah, negative words in your head. Mm-hmm. And again, I just think that that's going to be so that we're all sitting here nodding at that. Like, oh yeah, okay, I get that. That's what plays in my head is, the, is those negative thoughts. So yes, I love the way you frame that where it's just those things. So those things, they just latch on. They stick easier because mm-hmm. I agree with them easier because I tell myself them all the time. But then when, so then when you hear the positive, the who I am statements about you, they're not necessarily the things that you would jump to, to say about yourself. So it's mm-hmm. harder to receive those. So how is that the way that we as a whole are wired? Or is that, again, is that part of that upbringing growing up where you're like, no, it's just, you know, not necessarily, it's not good enough, but as you said, there's always, even if I, I got a personal record today, Tomorrow I could get another one. There's always a next step Mm. to yearn for. So this isn't enough. Mm. I can't answer that question for anybody else because I can only look through the lens of my own lived experience. 
my assumption mm -hmm. after working with humans for the last 15 plus years in multitude of different ways is that there's some sort of undertone of all of us that can relate somewhere within that story yeah. where the conditioned belief systems, the political systems, the educational systems, the societal systems in some way, shape or form have shaped us to create stories about ourselves yeah. that until we sit by the ocean and look deeply into a mirror and truly question like, hey, where did this come from? And mm. is this is this true? I may have thought it was true even yesterday, but is this true today? Yeah. Has been this, you know, decade worth of work for me. Yeah. It's just constantly looking in the mirror and constantly being like, okay, what's next? It feels like this unraveling of coming back to my truth, coming back to the like infinite wisdom within, coming yeah. back to delayering and deconditioning all the labels and all the things that. Yes, I was told, but more importantly, I believed that's the difference is I took on that narrative and I took on those labels and then I chose to believe them. And therefore, how I saw things through my own lens in the world became through that paradigm and that story. Wow. So this I'm striving for peace. What does that mean? That's actually completely counterintuitive to say yeah, I'm striving exactly. in that peace is actually the complete opposite end of the spectrum mm -hmm. and dropping in and asking myself the question, like, what does it feel like to let go of the need to strive? What would that when even did that, feel like? When did that start to show up for you? That question, when did you start to ask that question? You have these decades of life that are working through and you're, you're elevating your professional career, you're reaching these outstanding goals. And then at some point you ask that question, that question that enters your life. When was that? That question originally came into my life a decade ago when after striving and, and achieving all the things I quote unquote had set out to achieve from a professional standpoint, had yeah. hit a VP of HR by 28, was making the money, had the cars, had the external validation to show me that I was quote unquote enough mm -hmm. in the terms of society's views and in the moment of walking into a doctor's office, I was told I had a brain tumor. And through the un deep unraveling, the dark soul of the night journey of that, that for me was the first time, because there's been hundreds of times after that, yeah. that I was knocked down on my butt and asked the questions like, what is this really all about? What are we doing here? Is this the way you want to continue to live your life? Because your body is physically breaking down. And so some of the bigger like legacy questions of who am I? What do I, what am I here for? Showed up for the first time a decade ago. Right. And that was just the first string of a lot of unraveling that's happened <laughs> over the last decade, because there's so many other moments where I've fallen again. And that is, you know, the story of I think my life and so many others, I see it within you too, is gosh, I think sometimes, you know, I laugh, um, our mutual friend, Emma Jack, I'll talk to Emma and I'll be like, I think the universe just wants me to go first for all these things. So I have a lived <sighs> experience so that I can therefore share it to whomever needs to hear it. 
because it like, feels like this just keeps happening. So that's literally that's something I say all the time <laughs> over the last year. Or so that is just out of every page, every other page is like, is this why? Am I? Mm-hmm. Is there some calling here where I like it's it's that call of a leader? I think yeah. where you're not necess- it's not the leadership that you're like, oh, I'll build a business and then lead it. No, I think there's a call of leaders in this world that does say that, that says, actually, like, you're going to experience this first, you're going to lead the way. And as you are willing, you're then going to embrace that, work through that, so that you are aware and can see others going through the same thing. And you are now equipped, as unequipped as you feel, you are equipped to guide them, sit with them, give them language to experience the same thing you did as recently as it may feel like it was. 100%. And it's, man, I mean, you resist it. I resist that. Every day. Like this isn't like a, oh, this just showed up once a year and I had a dark soul of the night. Alex, this is every day. This is the reset of what I'll say today versus a decade ago, because the thoughts still exist. I'm grateful for the work I've done along the journey because I'll catch it sooner. It doesn't mean that it, that the stories and some of the paradigms have been completely rewired yet. There's still Mm. an essence of learning that's happening. And I have this deep belief within myself intuitively that if something hasn't left yet, like if something's still showing up and keeps coming back around, I haven't, I haven't learned the depth of this lesson yet. There's more here for me to learn as a human being living on planet earth in this moment Mm -hmm. Because this is this is not like we haven't neutralized this energy yet. There's still a lot here to unpack. And so, so I'll have to work that, through that. How does that compare then? Because we've got these that, that almost sounds again like almost counter to this. Mm-hmm. We've been talking about the, again that negative of like striving and oh, one tenth of a second better or one position higher or a, a, that ten two percent raise that'll get me that'll get me satisfied. Then I'll have enough. And we're like, no, that, that actually, that's unhealthy. Yeah. And will physically show up in your life. And yet then you're like, okay, but here I am 10 years after, you know, starting to ask the question, like, maybe do I have enough? And maybe this is enough. What is enough? Like what, what is this about now you're sitting here and you just said essentially the same thing. It just sounds like more, um, encouraging I don't know like it just sounds like better language that we can receive better which was there's always something to learn Mm -hmm. I'm never done learning about myself Mm -hmm. what makes that different than that past version of the next step Mm. looking for the next step what shows up for me so loudly when you ask that question is who is it for? So the striving and the struggle for the recognition of others, for the accolades of others, because I think I should be doing something because I was told that this makes you good, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. 
is what I see, how I feel through this first kind of, let's call it chapter of my life, pre-brain tumor, right? We'll just use that as like yeah. a, a mark in the sand for my, my journey. <laughs> and uh, that was, if I look back, it was a lot of four others, four others. And so I lost- But a, it felt like for you. Oh, trust me. I was reaping the benefit of that. Don't get me right. wrong in terms of- all of the external materialism that showed up in my life. Okay. And so at the time I had no other paradigm to look through. That was the only paradigm I knew. And I was getting celebrated for it and people were patting you on the back. You're like, well, I guess I've hit the lottery in life. I've mm -hmm. figured this out. Mm -hmm. Insert brain tumor. No, sister, you don't even know what's up. Like we need to slow you down because I believe even then the universe was trying to give me all these little cues that like, Hey, we might not be on the right path. Are you sure you want to do that? Like, is this really what we want to be doing? And, and I didn't have the foresight or even the language, or I wasn't even tapped into my own like body to feel what it felt like to maybe be off path because it was just this energy that I had conditioned myself in to say, head down, keep going. This is resilience, girl. This is, you got to grind. You got to work through these things. This is a part of growing up and being an adult or whatever other story I told myself. Uh huh. And today, when I say that same thing, maybe different language sounds a bit fluffier. However, you know, it sounds maybe a bit more neutralized than how harsh it felt prior to. I'm actually always looking in the mirror and I'm always going inward and I'm checking in with self to say, okay. I don't necessarily believe that striving is bad. There's aspects of striving that I actually think are neutralized and there can be, there can be beautiful unfoldings of it, but yeah. why are we striving and where does that come from and who is it for? Which and I think is the difference kind of unfolding for me. That that's the difference of bringing this all around. When, when I say now you're a phenomenal leader, mm -hmm. the way that you do this, the, the, the ability to receive that now is because it's, I would assume you can receive that because you are now more frequently telling yourself that story already. You already believe that about yourself or you're working to. <laughs> so instead of craving somebody saying that about you or giving you some award or whatever, it's like, yeah, I because you just said that to me. You're like, maybe my call in life, maybe my role in life is to go through this stuff first so that I can show others the way. That's mm -hmm. right. That's leadership. So then we talk about you as a leader. I can say, wow, the way that you lead your team, it's like you're already recognizing this in your life, that this is your role. You've already embraced this. So then somebody coming along and, and giving you an accolade of sorts noticing this about you hopefully it really just reinforces that idea and says oh yeah okay this is where i'm supposed to be this is what i do but i already knew that mm -hmm. i have already accepted that it's not new and so it's yeah it's a different kind because you've gone inward the external validation actually it's not like it matters less it's just less what you well you're not maybe looking for it as much i don't know you tell me like what's yeah, I don't I don't know what, what the word is. What's showing up yeah. for me in, in language is like it's neutralized a little bit. Like I'm grateful well, that you're uh, thank you for playing that back sure, to me yeah. because in a way, 
all feedback is a gift, right? And so if if that's what you're feeling or experiencing of me in the world, then that just allows me to sit with that. And, and really your perception, Alex, is just another way I can look in the mirror and I can sit with that and say, okay, is that true for me? Does that reign true for me? And I would agree with you that through the inner dialogue and the inner work that I've done, I have started to come to a place to acknowledge those things within myself as well. So to your point, you saying that to me, I'm like, yeah, that's, that is why I'm here. Thank you. Thank you for showing me that how I'm trying to show up in the world. Okay, great. That's feedback for me. That's another mere reflection back for me. I don't put a gold star on. I'm just continuing to say like, thank you. That's a beautiful recognition that the path I'm on right now, the steps I'm progressing to take we seem to be on a more aligned path for myself and for what I believe I'm meant to do in this world, which in my, it's, it's interesting that we keep coming back to this whole essence of leadership because my, mm-hmm. at the truest form of why I think I'm here, it's to unlock leadership. Ooh. So how can I unlock <laughs> leadership in others if I can't unlock leadership within myself? Ah! <laughs> right? There it is. As you're saying, and I'm like, oh, there it is. I see it now. I can see the connection. <laughs> oh my goodness. I have this thing where like, it's happened a few times where you said something on the podcast and I just sort of like, I move away from the mic and I just giggle. Like I'm just, because it's just my, it's that's my response. When something makes me happy, I'm like, well, we just found something there. Like I just, I laugh and I can't hold it in right now. That the reason I'm here is to unlock leadership. Uh in yourself, in others? Mm-hmm. Well, this this is what I'm, and I think why I'm so at peace right now is the minute that that clarity like snapped in for me, and it's a feeling, I don't, I don't know how to even use it in language. It was a feeling for me when it finally clicked that, you know, I do it through multiple ways within my business of how to get there, but unlocking leadership is the truth. It keeps coming back to unlocking leadership I use the word service a lot. Like I want to do this to serve. I'm doing this to serve. And what I realized is I'm actually doing this to unlock leadership so that those leaders can serve in the greatest way so that their ripple effect is so much broader. And I know you and I believe that stories change the world. I believe leaders change the world. And so if we can continue to unlock that leadership and they can show up differently, what kind of world could we be living in? Like that just the possibility of that excites me and gets me fired up. And the reality of all of this, if I cannot lead self and I cannot look within to unlock the truest potential of leadership within myself, which is why I think all of these quote unquote things keep happening for me to show up and go first then how can I stand with you beside you as you may be moving through your own journey to unlock your truest potential as a leader? Because I'm not sure in my own experience that I would have the same level of authenticity and compassion and humility and fortitude to stand with you had I not experienced some of the same deep pain to sit with you in yours. I think I think this is the difference between arrogance and confidence mm. for me. So an arrogant leader maybe I 
I don't want to label this as you, but maybe the 27 year old version of you, you could look at and by what we're, but as we've been talking, you're like, nah, it's arrogant. There's arrogance there. 100%. (laughs) I was like, wait, am I arrogant right now? (laughs) That that like little narrative, like, uh oh, he's going to tell me something here. No, I 100% (laughs) completely recognize that 27 year old version of Jackie was egoic and uh, Uh cocky. Right. And it's, and again, so let's label, well, and, and as we've been building this character out, we've, we put some things on that. Well, she was striving for constantly the next thing. It wasn't good enough. She didn't feel good unless somebody said it was good, but even then there's something that could be better. And it was for them, as you Mm -hmm. said, like any of the growth, any of the movement was essentially for others. And yes, it felt friggin' awesome, but then it didn't. And so the, the confident version that I see before me now, the the version that I've known of you over the last four years is confidence through and through. And it comes from an inner knowing rather than like, I, again, this, this, well, of course, yes, of course I'm a leader. That's what I do. Why would I resist that? Mm-hmm. Now, now learning that, learning how to do that and, and invite others. That's the struggle. Now that's, that's the, the, you know, the unraveling, that's the, the depth that we get to go to. But for you to say, that's, this is who I am. If someone were to look at that and say like, man, she calls herself this leader all the time. Like how arrogant is that? It just doesn't, I don't think we see it because it's actually comes from this understanding of self, the self-identification that we as humans need, we yearn for, we thrive in that. And you, and I would say I, and in those that are working in this confidence space, simply get to say, yeah, this is what I do. Because mm-hmm. I have to, because I am. This is, this is who I am. Mm. And there's a, an attractive confidence to that. Would mm. you agree? I feel that. Yeah. What a powerful state, statement or powerful way to phrase anything is just, place I am in front of it. Oh, yeah. Well, Mm. I, okay. So I have written down here, like it's, it's this talking about enough. I have, it's this belief. Now I have enough. I am enough. Mm. It is enough. That's where we are. That's the peacefulness. Mm -hmm. It's enough. What what a gift, right? Like that. Thinking of like confidence and arrogance, like I, I, I'm also thinking about like I would, you know, back in my in my past life when I was a pastor and and would speak on stage for them in the morning and you know 600 people in the audience and any given lifestyle awareness anything and I'm like all right well I just worked all week on like creating this 45 minutes that I get to present in my own unique way I hope it sticks. And I get up there and I deliver this thing and people would like come up and it was always this awkward thing where afterwards, you know, there's the like shake the hand. They're like, oh, that was really great. Great sermon. Thank you. And I didn't know what to say Mm. because a, there was always this like sort of deflection within (laughs) They're Mm -hmm. like, no, no, it's all God. Give God the glory. And then at some point I was like, wait a second. But like, if you're in that belief, then it's like, well, okay, but maybe God gave me this talent. 
Mm-hmm. So, You're still a conduit. Exactly. So you saying thank you to me, let's just assume that that is actually like recognizing that there's somebody that, that put me in this position. There's something guiding me. And all that I did was say open-handedly, what can I create today? Mm-hmm. And if I created something that stuck with you, that helped you step forward, then yeah, of course, that, that's, that's what this is for. So it was almost this like acceptance that like, yeah, I already knew it was good. You know, what? <laughs> like again, and I'm so even right now, I'm like, shit, did that sound arrogant? Does that feel, does that? And we play in that. Do we hold, do you see leaders, you work with leaders, you work with leaders of businesses all the time who are trying to grow you yourself and your organization. You're just How do we grow this thing? Is that the battle that we're up against this, like holding ourselves back at the risk of sounding arrogant and yet let, let those colors fly because it's confidence, baby. Is that the battle that you see? Is that fair Ooh. to say? Still unraveling that one. Yeah. Well, there's that's piece of the unraveling is wh- one of my realizations. I'm curious how this lands for you as well as I had this realization that I actually had fear of my bigness. I have fear of my bigness. Mm-hmm. Let me not past tense that. <laughs> and what what I believe innately within me has always been there as a gift. I feel like I've um I've like pulled back the throttle a little, or I haven't fully like just let it let it fly. Like just let it go, yeah. let the boat go at full tilt, and let's just see where this takes us. Yeah. There's always been one thing or another, an excuse, frankly, that has made me feel a, a an excuse, a story, a paradigm shift that has been there where I'm like, ooh, but maybe not yet. Mm-hmm. Like there's always something that's kind of pulled me back just slightly. And yet I still know in my intuition, in my gut that, well, sister, we are not going to get where we need to go if we just keep playing this half-ass game. We can't play at 50%, even playing at 98%, girls, not enough. Like when is it going to be time to go all in and not place merit or concern around like, I haven't, I haven't been an online business person for that long or whatever else story I've told myself over the last six or seven years mm-hmm. and recognize that this gift within me is here to serve the world and unlock leaders. And that is why I'm here. And so that is this transition, this yin and yang pull energy, pull and push energy that mm-hmm. Gosh, since I've known you, I've been working through mm-hmm. and I sense that maybe something's landing for you too, as your dear friend, oh, where yes. we're like, well, holy, we got a lot of power here. And yet we, for whatever reason, you know, like I almost feel like the, if it's super bright, we like dim it down a little bit so that it's not too bright for some people because of, for me, back to my upbringing, the fear of yeah. what people might think. Mm-hmm. And so I'm really working to new, like, create more of a neutral reaction to the like really heightened what I would classify as good. And maybe some of the like nasty things that might be said when I go full out. That's it for me. It's it's it. I I check that a little bit because it seems like it's not so much. I often say like, I'm unoffendable. Like say what you want about me because, because again, I, I, I know what I'm bringing. Like I, I get that work, but the fear of what people think for me is almost a more of a fear that they won't think anything. Ooh, fear that nobody will even be there. 
no one cares to have a thought. I'd rather mm. you experience what I have and say something that I can learn from a critique, if it's valid, uh, then but if it's not, valid, then, then not hear anything. That mm. is the devastating part for me, and that that to me is what keeps me back from sending the email, filling out the application for for a gig. You know, do it asking pitching this person my service whatever that might be because it, isn't that be interesting that the actor temper. doesn't want to hear silence you're the guest <laughs> turn it back <laughs> <laughs> just just holding the mirror up friend <laughs> no of course and that's it yeah. it's it it it's that's the work that I've done is to recognize that like yeah when the audience didn't respond the way that I wanted them to that was crushing that's that ignited a fear within me at an early age and that's it so it's turned into an empty room would be the worst I do all this work but then nobody's there mm. but then and yet here you are and you're like yeah I know that I mean even if I'm at 98% that 2% is what if, what if they think this? What if they think like, and there's specifics there. What if they say, oh, her again? What if they say, why, what is she, is she a joke? What if they say any given thing that again, coming back to, these are all labels that you've already put in your head. And that fear is, because if they say that, yeah, then it must be true. And what would that do to you? So what? So if they do say that, then what? What does that make you? That And that's where I am right now. I'm right. in the so what phase uh -huh. of, yeah. you know, so what if people think I'm obnoxious on the internet? So what if people think that, you know, me sharing my passion is too much or mm -hmm. whatever other story I've told myself? When I really get to the core of it, if I'm hearing that, if I'm truly hearing that back to this whole kind of essence of where this podcast has gone, it's because it's within me yeah. and I'm seeking it. I'm almost looking for it. And so that narrative change that like I'm working to really change that story and that may still exist out there in the world. I may still get nasty comments on a Instagram post and how do I neutralize that a little bit? Because I understand my core. I understand my truth. I understand what I'm really here to do in the world and recognize that not everyone's going to get that. And that's okay right. because they're on their own individual journey. And we talked about the arrogance versus confidence. Yeah. And, you know, what if somebody calls me arrogant? Like, okay, I actually see that now, which I could never see yeah. probably even a year ago that there's something within them that still believes that there's an arrogance. And so it's actually more of a, their outpouring or reaction to what I'm doing. Great. It caused a reaction. So I'm removing something here. Yeah. Right. And it's actually their own mirror. You know, when people are haters, I just think that they're hurting within themselves and their own path and their own journey. And there's something within that for them to learn. I'm not saying mm -hmm. I won't hear you and I mm -hmm. might not, like sit with it and, and and listen to that. But I'm really working through the, like, what is true to my core versus 
allowing myself to sway. I talk about the flag pulling the flag a lot. Like I was the flag for my entire life where the wind would come in, like any sort of nasty comments or positive comments. I would just flail all over the place, like the wind, like the flag. I'm working to be a bit more grounded and rooted, like the pole to say, okay, I'm going to stay here in my truth. And, you know, I might get shaken up a little bit sometimes here and there with big storms that rock through my, my world. And I'll share that with you. But for the most part, we're just going to stay here and work to just continue to define and find the truest possibility within my body, within my heart, within my gut, within my belief system versus allowing the voices of every external person to make me rock and move as much as I had in my past. Jeez, that is such a good visual. I, as we wrap it up here, like this is just what you're saying there about what you are doing in yourself and finding that core truth and belief. Again, bring it, now bring it to your work and what Mm -hmm. I see you doing with again, not only your team, but specifically, uh, obviously with business owners who are looking to expand or hiring team members and, and trying to really build the right culture around them. What is the work for them except to better understand who they are as a business, as a brand, so that they can confidently show up and say, this is the kind of person we need. Mm-hmm. this is the kind of person that's going to help us get to the next level. And we know that because we know who we are. So there's this beautiful journey that you've been on that of course is reflected in the work that you do overall as a leader, general sense, and specifically with your work in your business that you do as a leader, stepping into other businesses and helping them do that exact same work. That's what I see. Do you have anything to add to that? <laughs> that is you're like, oh yeah, but there's also this. No, I, I'm just like, thank you. Good. Yeah, thank you. Good. At the core of, I just have this real deep belief that how can we lead in the world if we can't lead within? And so I just, when I'm working with leaders and working with companies, I know you come in and, and work with companies as well around finding their story and, and really connecting to that story when we can connect to finding that deeper truth, that clarity, I think clarity precedes all other things. And when that clarity shows up, it's going to be a fun ride. I'm excited for like 2.0 podcast in a year from now to see what words we're saying then. It's Um, gotta come. This is gotta come (laughs) because I know you and I, what, what I love so much about you and, and our friendship and our partnership and, and the work we do is it feels like we've been lockstep from sitting on the ocean, looking at the ocean in, in LA four years mm-hmm. ago to today. doesn't matter when we, when we get in a room together, magic gets created. So yeah. back to and your original does, point. It seems like it's always a, uh, you're kidding. You too. Right. Like, oh, of, we're actually doing the, we're doing this together. Okay. <laughs> exactly. It's just, so I feel like I've been you. on my own journey and then I get on the phone with you and it's just, yo, we've been walking the same path. Are yeah. <laughs> so I'm grateful for that because it's, it's gosh, leadership can feel lonely. So if you're leading too, and you're, you've felt lonely at times, I want to normalize that and also challenge you to say, 
who is actually walking a similar path to you that you just need to have a coffee conversation or a podcast conversation to recognize it. So yeah, just I make love the you, podcast brother. the excuse. I know. I'm like, we just <laughs> we both made podcasts just so we can throw mics in front of our face and have the conversations we want to be having. Let's be Absolutely. honest. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. So let's do the the practical stuff here. People have mm-hmm. a business and they need team members. They need your help. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yes. What's the best way to start that conversation and, and say, Jackie, I love you. This conversation was amazing. I need more of you. I need your help. Where should they find you? How do they connect? Yeah. Anything. As you think about building teams, if you think about hiring teams and some of the challenges that that comes with, that's that's what I love doing. I love creating clarity and a roadmap for how to think about bringing the right people in at the right time in the right seats to really unlock leadership and truest mm-hmm. potential of you and your business. So if you're listening to this and that resonates with you at Jackie Service across all platforms, I have a podcast called The Jackie Service Show where I talk about a lot of things leadership, life, hiring. So come join me there, but let's start the conversation definitely on Instagram and always like to dive into people's businesses first, doing kind of strategic kickoffs and learning more about who they are as a human and, and their business as well. Yeah. And just imagine what that first call is like. With you. <laughs> <It's> like <laughs> hey, how are you? I, I sense there's an energy. Yeah. How are you? Like that yeah. was how you started this conversation, Alex. That this question is all the is intro. Loaded. Are you kidding me? This is just the intro. We got we got more to talk about. Uh, obviously, you know, all the gratitude goes right back to you. I'm so thankful that we made this happen and that we it does seem so easy and it just flows to go back and forth. And there's no end to the depth that we can go into. And what I'm really thankful for is that it it's it it does feel like we find clarity in these conversations. So I know that people listening are going to say you're kidding you too, to so many of the things that you brought up here and we're willing to open up and share. And so thank you for standing with your arms wide open and not only receiving, but also just sharing everything that you have of yourself. It's who you are and you brought it today. So, so grateful for you. I'm so excited that you got to be a part of this conversation on the No Boring Stories podcast. So go ahead and share this episode with the people that you love so that they can experience the same kind of transformation you just experienced while listening in. And then go ahead and rate and review this podcast on your favorite podcast platform as that helps this episode get seen and heard by so many other people. Thank you for being a part of this. I am so grateful to spend this time with you. This has been No Boring Stories. I am Alex Street, and we are just getting started.